and welcome to episode three of the This Game Where Lockdown Specials with me, Chris, and... Ashley! Episode three of our lockdown specials, or episode 16, are we deciding? If it's uh, just as confusing for you as it is for me. Episode Well, it's episode 16. Yeah, overall. But it's episode... I mean, I don't see what's wrong with that. It's episode 16 of the episodes, and it's episode three of our lockdown, our period in lockdown, isn't yeah. it? So it's like... The Star Wars films, isn't it? That I don't know very much about, to be honest. But episode one is actually number four. The first film is actually episode four. Well, exactly. Yeah. And episode one is is number four. It was the fourth film made, so no, that's what's going on no, you've here. you've got that wrong. Sort of. No, I haven't. Episode one is episode one, The Phantom Menace. Yeah, episode one is episode one. Yeah. Yeah. And it was made fourth. Uh, it was the fourth film yeah. made. Okay, I'm with you now. And episode four was the first film made, but it's actually the, the fourth film in the series. So our... That's what's going on with the... Po- so I, I understand now that I'm saying it. It's quite confusing, but people follow the Star Wars numbering system, so they can damn well follow ours. Yeah. There you okay. go. <laughs> ours is easier. Yeah, now you've said that, that does make sense. So it's episode three of our lockdown specials where we're discussing games that have been getting us through lockdown, isn't it? Yeah. So this week it's my turn to go through a game that's been getting me through lockdown. But before we go into that, what has been your highlight of the last couple of weeks, Ashley? My highlight? You know, I don't know if we talked about it, but your mum sent you a care package, didn't she? Yes, she she did. And it had... Hang on, let's reiterate. Care package makes me sound like I can't fend for myself. Look after yourself. Yeah. Well, it is kind of like... It's very. It was a very mum thing to do. That's what I'll I'll say. So what did your mum send you? Okay, so from... uh, postedsweets.co.uk other postal sweet services are available but I mean postedsweets.co.uk are just a, a chef's kiss worth of uh, of brilliance she sent me this uh, big old box full of chocolates enough to enough to give someone a heart attack really not just chocolates oh there was um, six chomp bars there were uh, fudges freddos uh, there was a box of Maltesers there must have been about 15 bags of different types of pick and mix uh, yeah, that's all sorts of yeah, like great. those foam shrimps, yeah. and bananas, and jelly strawberries, and all those sorts of things. It was ridiculous, yeah, ridiculously amazing. I don't have anybody to send me anything like that, so I bought my own. Fair, I think completely rational. I say that, but I we actually got you know Swizzles. Mm-hmm. You can order from them direct from the factory, right? So what, we ordered the, some the of them direct from the factory. No, no, the ones no. From the factory floor. No, it's no, no. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just their regular sweets. You can order what you like. So we've ordered some of them. It's Which one's like, for? It's like a, a mixture, a variety of sweets. Have you heard of Stingers? Stinger bars? No. Well, they sound amazing. You know refresher bars? Yeah. They're those, but they're bright green and they're tutti-frutti flavoured. Mm. So we're getting some of them. And they're mixed in with things like refresher bars, uh, banana skids, which are banana flavoured. Banana skids. Have you never had banana skids either? It's not something you find in your pants. <laughs> maybe, maybe you do. That's disgusting. What? Are, what are they? Like foam bananas? <laughs> no, banana skids. They're they're all like chewy sweets. So you know, like your refreshers and your drumsticks yeah. and those sorts of things that everybody knows. Well, this is just like a variety pack of those sorts of sweets. And banana skids. I think they're called banana skids. Should I call banana skins? No, they're called banana skids. I remember in off menu they said once something that I completely agree with that but foam bananas are 
the most banana thing that exists. They're somehow even more banana than actual bananas. And that is, that is completely true. It's not even that they taste banana It's that they taste like the memory of banana. Yeah, exactly. Synthetic banana. Yeah, the synthetic banana flavour is better than the banana. Yeah, too right. We should never have even bothered with the banana in the first place. We should have just skipped straight to... Straight to sweets. Foam bananas. Yeah. So that's been your highlight. Have it, has it come yet? Yeah. No, it hasn't oh. come yet. So that'll probably supersede my highlight, like finding out that you could order those sweets. So the highlight was just the fact that you could order it. Yeah, and that I did. And then I told Hannah, and she was gleeful. Well, my highlight has been that I made the perfect cup of tea. <laughs> That's your highlight. What's a perfect cup Genuine of tea? Genuine highlight. Uh, it was the right temperature. It had the right ratio of milk to water. Like the taste of it was just like it was the best cup of tea ever. I don't think I could ever replicate it ever again. Really? Ever. Making a cup of tea, there's definitely a way to do it. There's yes. definitely a right way to do it. And even if you do your best, you don't always get the right cup of tea, do you? No. So I understand what you're saying. But I'd say like 60% of the time, I get what I would class as my perfect cup of tea. Really? Oh, you need to make one for yeah. me then. Well, I don't know if that's your favorite, your perfect cup of tea. I make good cups of tea, but this was like above and beyond. This is like the best. But everybody has their own version of of good tea, don't How they? much milk do you have? Well, exactly. I have a dribble of milk. That's exactly what I have. Mine's orange tea. What's orange? Or- orange tea. Like, it, the colour of the tea, when you've made it, yeah. is orange. Oh, I thought you meant, like, um, green milk and red milk and that, like, the orange label, that it, would, it has some no. sort of ridiculous thing done to it. Oh, God. Jesus. No. Although we do have yellow milk. We have yellow milk. What's that, then? I've never heard of that. It's the best of both. Oh, right. Okay. It's skimmed, but they've added extra like milk protein or whatever. Sounds a bit so hoity-toity. So it tastes like semi-skimmed. Hmm. Yeah, it's nice though. It's really nice. So we're now like six minutes in and we just talked about sweets and cups of tea. We've, we've gone full British on this. Before we move on, you are the second person. This is, And this is the problem with making the perfect cup of tea. You're the second person in like five days that I have seen claim to have made the perfect cup of tea. Right. You know, I bet his tea was totally different to yours. It would have been. And for me, the sad thing is now the only way is down. Like, I can never make that cup of tea again. Like, Stop that's drinking it. tea. I, yeah, I'm going to have to. In fact, yeah, I did have coffee this afternoon. There you no, go. Exactly, there you go. So you, you finish on top. Yeah. yeah. Best that's way. Best way to finish. I'm going to make, uh, at half time, I'm going to make a cup of tea. I'll show you it on camera so that you can see what my cup of tea looks like. Okay, that sounds good. Hey, you could uh, take a photo of it for our new Instagram account, couldn't you? <laughs> Yeah, I, I might well do that. Might well do yeah. that. Because, Good idea. Uh, yeah, Ashley has yeah. uh, set us up an Instagram account in the last few days. We do have Instagram. If you want to follow us, then we are at Instagram.com forward slash this game where, which you probably saw coming. It's going to have lots of photos. None of them, hopefully, will have Chris or me in it. So, uh, yeah, look after, uh, look out for that. Um, what game? What game are we talking about today? So, the game that I've been playing over the last couple of weeks during lockdown that I have been enjoying to a ridiculous level, is Lego DC Supervillains on the Switch. Right. On the Switch. Yep. Very nice. Mm. Oh, yeah, because you, you don't have the other consoles, do you? You sort of skipped them, didn't you? Yeah. Now, yeah. I I have always had quite a bit of flack from friends for enjoying the Lego games, because I really do enjoy the Lego games, but I know you also enjoy the Lego games, don't you? Which friends? All of them. All the friends. Mm. Uh, Wilbur and Horace and Jerome. Well, all of them. Oh, you know, I know, I know the people you're talking about. Yeah, I don't see any problem with the Lego games. I think that they're excellent. To be yes. honest, v- really high production values. The only, 
I, I, I literally just said that there isn't any problem with the Lego games. And now I'm going to contradict myself within 10 seconds because I'm going to say the only problem with them is that you can't really play them back to back. And oftentimes I find that they're more fun if you spread them out over a period of time, like a like a TV program, episodic. Definitely. Well, so I'm playing this one now. This game came out in October 2018 and is one of the more recent ones. I don't think any have come out since, maybe. I might be wrong with that. Some probably have. Okay, in the last... It's one that came out 18 months ago. Now, playing this, the first game I played was the very first one that came up, which was Lego Star Wars, which was based on episodes four, five, and six. Okay. Now, playing that game, which I played when it came out in 2005, and playing this game in 2020, essentially, it is the same game. Yeah, however, extremely refined. Yes, and this game has got some refinements in it that I think have made this the best one I've played so far. I've When I was doing my research earlier, I... Yeah, you know, there is there are lots of these Lego games. So the ones I have played are in chronological order of when they're released. I've played Lego Star Wars, Lego Indiana Jones. How oh, finished on a list, opened on a list. Yep, of course we're doing a list. It's my episode. Good stuff. It. Right, listen, and I want to see if there's any that I've played that you have also that we can maybe discuss briefly. Shall I tick them off as we yeah, go? Yeah, definitely the perfect thing for an audio medium is for you to tick them off. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna audibly tick them off. It's better. Okay. I'm not that big an idiot. <laughs> so I've played Lego Star Wars. Yes, that was the first one. I remember being in, I mean, this is going to be a long list if I tell you where I saw the games first each time, but do you remember Granger Games? Never heard of it. Ah, well, Granger Games was a fairly local, like a northern brand of game shop in England and possibly the rest of the United Kingdom, but certainly started around here and they had one in Sheffield on the map. Right used to go in there on the regular and just check out what they had and that's where i got my first lego game and it was lego mm. star wars i rented it from blockbuster right and it's the only game I, it was the only game i ever rented from blockbuster and played it solidly for the like 48 hours whatever i had it and then bought it it was quite strange for me to be drawn towards the star wars game but i'd heard so many good things about it them. was just it was the lego aspect so i've i've seen all the star wars films and some of them are fantastic some of them are not mm. which ones do you like Episode four is brilliant that was the, the very first yeah. one. Episode 7 is also really good, although it is essentially a remake. When you say the first one, you mean... All right, the first one that got made. Episode 4 from 1977. Yeah, um, I'm just I've saying... a few of the ones that came out, the spin-off ones that came out more recently, like Rogue One and, and, and that. But I'm not a hardcore fan by any stretch of the imagination. I, I'm the opposite of a hardcore fan. I am that Softcore. horrible... Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm that I'm that person who seems like they're being contrary by saying that they don't like Star Wars, but yeah. I honestly didn't like Star Wars for a long time. And then the new films, and this is this is even controversial. This is the sort of thing that gets people to dox you on the internet. I like the new series of films, except the last one. You know, yeah, the first two pretty bad. Yeah, the first two are, are good. They're, they're like genuinely good films. In episode eight. Seven and eight are, are all right, yeah. No, I don't see it. There's why don't you like? Why don't you like eight? I know why people don't like eight. I just didn't feel it gelled together as a film very well. It was it was silly in places. It totally felt jarring to me. Do you mean like when Yoda did dances? And yeah, stuff? well, at the start when the very first scene when you've got someone calling up that big scary star destroyer type ship and then was it pretending it was like a pizza place or something like that? I can't remember the specifics. I can just remember cringing at how awful it was. Mm. 
I'm not saying it's a perfect film. I'm saying that they were good films and that they've been wrongly maligned. Number nine, we watched very recently when it came out on telly on May the 4th. Yes, wasn't them. Yeah, I know. So so fun. Didn't like it. Didn't like that again. So I'm back to the way I was. What I have said, what I will say is, have you heard of bad lip reading on YouTube? Yes, I'm familiar with bad lip reading. Or some, as someone dubbed. Yeah, yeah. I'm hugely yeah. late to bad lip reading. I know that. But uh, over the last few weeks, I've found a few of the Star Wars film uh, songs that they've done. One's called Bushes of Love, and I wake up with it in my head. It's that good. You should check it out. <laughs> is there a, a Yoda one? Where he rides around on his back like a backpack. Is it seagulls? There's someone on another podcast talking about a Yoda uh, dub song and said it's it's probably the greatest song that's ever been made. Right. Well, there are there are two that I really like that are Yoda based, and one of them is called Seagulls, and it is funny. Right. And then the other one, I don't know. This isn't Yoda based. This is Obi Wan Kenobi and Luke Skywalker. This and it's Bushes of Love. So Seagulls is brilliant, Bushes of Love is brilliant, and then there's another one about be it the future. This ain't the future or something like that. And that's quite good as well. So off the back of those, I decided I was going to watch the first film. episode four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The episode four. I'm gonna I was gonna watch episode four and I uh started watching it. I quite enjoyed it more than I thought I was gonna. Mm. So maybe I do like Star Wars more than it's, I thought. Episode four is a brilliant film. Mm. So anyway. So that was list that was item number one. Item number one. Let's go through the. This is going to be a long list at this rate. So uh, <laughs> I've quiet. also played uh, Indiana Jones. Yes. On Batman the One. Yes. Both Harry Potter games. Yes. Batman Two. Yes. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings was brilliant. The first open world. Yeah, one. yeah. I really enjoyed Lego Lord of the Rings for that reason, for the open world aspect yeah. of it. I really, really enjoyed that one. So do I, and you get a. I can't remember which item it is. It might have been the Star of Underhill or whatever. When you turn it on, everybody dances and there's like a, there's a tune to it. I don't it. remember. See, I, so in terms of Lord of the Rings, I don't like Lord of the Rings at all. I find that boring. So for me to enjoy playing Lord of the Rings, it, it says something about the, the quality of gameplay, in my opinion. Then the next one was Marvel, then Lego yep. Batman 3. They were then, good. And then finally Marvel Avengers, which is the more recent the Marvel ones. There's, there's been a few that I haven't been interested in more recently. Like I got the Lego Jurassic Park and, and didn't really, wasn't really interested. We've, we've got Lego Jurassic Park. We haven't finished that one. Yeah, yet. exactly. All those games, because I enjoy these games so much, all of them completed 100%. Every character unlocked, all the collectibles, everything. Um, there you go. Boom. Okay. Uh, it's a good list of games. I'm just looking at them now uh, to see what you might have not played that I've played. So you said that you're playing DC Supervillains. Yes. So actually, Lego Movie 2 video game, that came out afterwards. And then there's also Skywalker Saga, which well, is all nine films. This year. Yeah. When is it coming well, out? It was going to be, I believe, this summer, but obviously has been pushed back somewhat. The USP of that one is that it's all nine films in one game, but you that you can do it in any order. So, and it's and it's not even open world; it's open planets. So you can you can explore oh, really? these entire planets, and it's very GTA esque in that you go to a planet like let's say Tatooine. It's the one that everyone knows. You go to Tatooine, and you might go to Mos Eisley. It's Mos Eisley on Tatooine. I don't know, and. No, I don't know either. I don't know why I said that. Trying to try and sound knowledge about Thor, not really, you know, is, is good. But anyway, go to Mos Eisley and you might, there'd be some character who might give you a mission and then you got, might go off and do this mission and then you might unlock a vehicle and do this. But they've they've made it on all these different planets. And the idea is that you can, if you want to, start playing through the episode four plot. You can start playing through that. You can then drop out of it and then go and start the plot of the gameplay of episode two, for example. 
Is that without going from hub world to hub world? Because the latest games, like um, Jurassic Park's a good example. When you turn that on, or Jurassic World, whatever you call it, when you turn that on, you can go to Jurassic Park. You can go to Jurassic Park two, or you can go to Jurassic Park three, or whatever. And you have to go into them separately. As far as I understand it, from what because they, they've been quite cagey about it, because it, it got announced, I think last year, just that we're making it, mm. that's it done. And then though there was a big interview on uh, it was with um, StarWars.com on on May the fourth, where they released a few more details about it. But other than that, nothing has really been said about the game, to my knowledge. Because I have been following this quite closely because I'm quite interested by it. And as, mm. as far as I can tell, it is just a big open world game. There you go. Play through the nine films in order if you want. Or you can do it not in order. Or you can just go and do spaceships and do side missions, whatever you want to do. Which I'm quite excited about. Yeah, I'm more excited about it now I've spoken to you about it. And you've told me that much about it. Because I didn't, I didn't know that it was that, to be honest. I'm just looking through this list and... Uh, seeing if there are any glaring omissions. So Lego Star Wars two, yes, I, I played that one because as... they were separate, weren't yes, they? Yes, I should. I, I missed that from my list. Yeah, that's a shocker. Yes, I played through both because uh, Lego Star Wars the very first one was episodes four, five, and six, and then they then went back to do episodes one, two, and three. That's correct. I've just googled just just to clarify. Moz Eisley was on Tatooine because that was bugging me. Okay, no worries. Lego Indiana Jones too. No, I didn't do that one because I think that one was. I think it was one where they they remastered the first Lego Indiana Jones was films one, two, and three, and then I think they repackaged mm. it with the fourth one, if I remember, to tie with when that came out. But right, you know, the fourth Indiana Jones film. I didn't play that one myself either. Uh, Lego Movie, the video game, I didn't play that. The first one. I mean, the fil- okay, the I have. Lego Movie is brilliant. Yes, it is. The game's good. The game, I think, compared to the ones that were coming out, so Lord of the Rings was before this uh, and Marvel Superheroes was before this Lego Movie was well received but it wasn't as good as the others it was quite disjointed and episodic in in the way that it was presented right. uh, The Hobbit then came after that which had similarities to Lord of the Rings yeah. obviously in the way that it played and everything so that was a really good one as well if you like Lord of the Rings you might like that one Lego Rock Band was somewhere yes I forgot that one did you one. not have Lego Rock Band yeah I have got Lego Rock Band which, oh, which is essentially rock bands just with studs that are coming along the, the highway yeah. towards you and you know it's it's just a Lego version of rock bands which you know that that's fine mm. there's no nothing to fault with that it is what it is it, no. was, a more, it was a more family friendly rock band it had like Ghostbusters for example was in there and right. um, uh, Kung Fu Fighting so they were more like family oh, yeah. family favourites than you know your, your deep your yeah. cuts from uh, ELO and Credence Clearwater Revival and things like that yeah <laughs> Your deep cuts. deep cuts. Were they that deep? I well, don't know. By the time by the time we got to Rock Band Three, some of the tracks on there were a bit. Mm. Well, they had to go yeah, deep. They, they did. <laughs> yeah, go, go deep or go home. The other one, I understand why it's not on the list, but Ninjago, Lego mm, Ninjago yeah, movie. That. Have you seen the film of that? So, have you heard about that? No, I haven't. Is it good? No, I gave up. Hmm. Okay, because the film was quite well t- uh, well oh, received, as far terrible. as I remember, and the the game was even more so. Right, because they introduced a combat system. So rather than bashing square or whatever your respected button is, there was a combat system. You could do combos with different types of move. Now the other thing to note about it is that the week before, I think it was last week or maybe the week before, Lego Ninjago went on Steam and PlayStation 4 and possibly Xbox One for free. Really? So if you're listening to this, yeah. Wow. 
If you're listening to this in May or probably even June of 2020, then you can go to Steam or one of the consoles, not the Switch, but either of the other two, and grab Lego Ninjago movie video game for free. Which means that I've played That'd it. That'd be a good way into these games if you haven't played them, if it's free, you know. Absolutely, not? yeah. And as you said earlier, it, as is one of the later ones, it's one where they've refined the gameplay. Very lot, refined. So and also the presentation it's all based on like b-movie martial mm. arts films so like if you're familiar with i said b-movie but if you i mean i suppose bruce lee if you're familiar with bruce lee or that sort of martial arts film then the style of this game will appeal to you as well as well as the humor the humor is reasonably yeah good. they're always very fun aren't they i preferred i think the original games where the characters didn't talk it was more slapstick yeah, I know. I think I prefer the voices, to be honest. Well, I'll come back to these a bit later on, but the, the voice times in this one is strong. Well, what I was going to say was, what makes DC supervillains stand out from the crowd? That's a good question. Let's go back on track. So, just to describe for the handful of people listening that have never played one of these games or aren't interested or whatever, it's level-based. Each level you go through, you do the tasks that are given to you by swapping through the characters that you're in that level with. You go around and collect studs which can then be used to buy things within the game the number of studs that you collect counts towards in this game is called the true villain so if you I don't know in one level it might be able to collect 100,000 studs for example to get this true villain status and the levels are as I said the same as they were back in 2005 in Lego Star Wars this one has got a big open world hub so you do the levels but then you've got this hub area um, that, which I will talk about a bit later on Yep. Again, they've got the whole aspect where as you go through the game, you unlock more and more characters that have abilities that you didn't have the first time around. You then go back and replay levels. So I'm now getting characters that have got freezing abilities. Not Mr. Freeze, bizarrely, which would have been, for me, a, a more obvious choice. But I've got Killer Frost and Captain Cold, who I'd never heard of before. So these are two villains I've currently unlocked. Well, that's quite in- interesting, actually, because you said about Rock Band going for deep cuts, but... But the Lego games, quite often, they do actually go for the deep cut when they, because they have so many characters that you can play as. They they really mine the depths mm. of the franchises that they they are making use of in any particular game. So especially the Avengers, like the Marvel games or the DC games, the Batman ones and whatnot, they really go deep on on so the uh, on the comics. This one's got 162 characters in. Well, there you go. Yeah, and I've been quite enjoying as I've been playing playing through the levels the characters that I've been unlocking sort of saying, oh, you know, find out a bit more about that one. So, for example, I played one a couple of nights ago. The level was called Fright of the Museum. Every level is is a pun, which I I also approve of. And it was a level where you unlocked Shazam. Have you seen the Shazam Shazam film? I have, yeah. Brilliant, isn't it? No. (laughs) I thought thought it was absolutely brilliant. I think it, it, for me, it suffered from build-up. What do you mean? Well, people hyping it up. Yeah, unfortunately, because I went into it thinking that it was going to be the new renaissance of of the DC films and it was just an okay film. Like it was quite good, but it wasn't it wasn't fantastic, phenomenal. And neither was Wonder Woman, whatever people want to tell themselves. I enjoyed Wonder Woman. um, So there you Mm. go. Well, it's probably the same reason that I said you'd like Instagram. Yeah, probably is that, yeah, probably. So Shazam, you're playing this level and Shazam appears and then suddenly Mazaz appears. So that's M-A-Z-A-H-S, which is yeah. Shazam backwards. So it's basically from what I can understand, it's like an evil version of Shazam. And mm. I mean, Shazam 
in himself is i'd say a fairly niche character before the film came along is a fairly niche character so you've got these and i've been really enjoying those characters appearing and finding out a bit more about them the famous one was in lego batman 3 was uh, uh condiments man was it condiments man or captain condiments or whatever the one the one who squirted ketchup and mustard I do not remember. Because he's just such a bizarre, bizarre... Then there's Polka Dot Man. He's got a, a suit covered in polka yeah. dots that he can rip off and they, they all turn into different weapons and stuff. But as you say, it's deep cuts. Yeah, exactly. They do that for the fans, don't they? The people... Because we should probably confess that we're not we're not well into... We're not, we aren't the sort that understand the deep cuts. No, no not... <laughs> I don't think. Neither of us. So um, it's... But equally, we I get quite a lot of enjoyment from seeing mm. silly things like that. Like where the... the one that I remember, well, the one that I remember being surprised at finding out about in the in the comics was Squirrel Girl. Oh yes, that's not DC, that's Marvel. But Squirrel Girl, <laughs> and she's a babysitter. Yes. <laughs> so that that sort of like broadening it, and and actually, I think Squirrel Girl is going to be in a film. They've made a film. It I can't remember whether it's her own film or whether it's some kind of group film. But anyway, yeah, that sort of character. They're the sorts that you you end up. And with. then you get so when you when you go back to the levels, you've then got this. You've amassed this team of characters that you then go back to and you use their abilities to get to areas or unlock things you couldn't do previously and it's that exploration mm. which is a common theme with with this podcast that i enjoy doing so second problem the second problem that i can think of with these games there are 162 characters okay. but actually i think i can see where you're going with this and i'm, I'm they, they might have counted it with this game but finish off your point Okay, that would be interesting to hear. So there are 162 characters, but really, generally, the games, whether it's Harry Potter or whether it's uh, Lego Star Wars or whether it's Lego Batman or DC Supervillains or Marvel or anything, they they all have staple powers. So uh, there'll be one, certainly in the comic book games, there'll be one with lasers that can heat things up and blow, like heat up metal items and blow things up. Yep. And there'll be 20 of those. Yep. And they all behave the same. There'll be a strong one like, hulk who can smash things and lift heavy objects there'll be some i don't know i can't think of any others but you know what one i mean who can dig one who can one who can do cold stu- uh, cold breath or whatever uh, yeah it, yeah it's the same as that so that's the that's an issue for me because i don't expect them to do 162 individual people with individual characteristics and powers and all that that you need all of them to get through the game or anything but i just think from game from from franchise to franchise at least they could mix up how you actually complete the levels and and the puzzles in the levels this one does have ones where you might have a character that can fly and have the laser vision but this one can fly but has the cold vision so there's there is some different mixing it within that yeah what they have done in this game that i really like is that they've done a thing where when you go back to a level and you're trying to solve a puzzle in previous games it's just left you to it and you've had to figure out what character you need for it in this one it will if you open up your character roster it will automatically go to the character that you need and it will also within the game itself it will bring up a little image of the character that you need because i remember in games previously going to puzzles and I might need maybe a character that could shrink down for example and get into this thing I needed to interact with and not actually understanding it was something I needed to interact with or mm. understanding what to do with it whereas in this game if you had to cancel a situation you'd go to that thing and then a little translucent icon of the character that could shrink would appear above it so you open it you yeah. character roster of 162 characters and it would automatically have that character selected ready to go for you to just skip straight to it which does admittedly reduce an element of trying to solve it for yourself but it just makes it much more slick. Streamlined. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's a quality of life improvement, isn't it? Generally, I don't disagree with quality of life improvements. I, I tend to prefer things to be easier to use. Mm. 
But then there is a balance to be had with solving problems to improve quality of life and solving problems that impede on the challenge of a game. And I know, I think that with Lego games, you're not necessarily playing them for a challenge. So no. that that kind of quality of life improvement maybe doesn't really matter. And and anyway, what, what sort of challenge is it really to choose the right character yeah, out of a exactly. roster of eight? And no one's playing a Lego game yeah. for a challenge, are they? Let's be honest. No, not really. I'm playing this with my daughter, who's five and a half, and she's having an absolute whale of a time playing this game. The fact that these puzzles are there, you know, she she is getting a genuine sense of satisfaction from solving these because she is able to come to this, oh, I need to select Blue Beetle, for example, to solve this puzzle, and there you go, job done. Yes, so that's what we should probably reflect on. We are both in our 30s. Yes. <laughs> so these games, they they kind of are and they kind of aren't built for us. In fact, they're, but they're mostly not built for no, us. And you, you have a good excuse in that you've got a young daughter to play this game with. I have no excuse. <laughs> so there's me and, me and my wife play these together. And we really enjoy yeah, them. The gameplay is great. Yeah, so, the, and the the humour. The humour is quite good as well, often. So. You mentioned the combat as well in the the Lego Ninjago. This has also got something which I hadn't seen before, and maybe it wasn't Ninjago, I don't know, where each character... So on the Switch, it's B to uh, attack during a fight, whereas if you press X instead, the button that's directly opposite B, I can't remember which button that is off the top of my head, it will then trigger the whichever character you're playing as a special move, and they will then so in the fight they will do whatever. So Gorilla Grodd, for example, is big, hefty, incredible Hulk cast Gorilla. Well, mm. I think he throws him up in the air and then he pummels him into the ground or something. And if you keep doing that to different characters, different enemies that's coming towards you, it builds up a combo. Mm. So it gets. I think I've had twelve at its half, ten at its highest, and then if you then the combo lasts for a while. So if you then collect some studs afterwards, you've then got ten times studs on top of that it gives you an incentive to use that special move within the fight it makes the fight more fluid and more interesting but then it's also got that short-term goal of actually it benefits you your aspiration and uh, yeah the level yeah that was in ninjago now i think it's the first time that i've seen it in a lego game that sort of multiplier system and it was welcome it was nice and you do feel or certainly i felt when i because i've only played the first level or what i thought was the first level it might actually be the first two the combat system gives you like a nice little endorphin hit you know like when you're doing well you have an immediate feedback system it makes me feel when i'm playing it it makes me feel like i'm i'm a super villain like it yeah. gives you a sense of power you're, you're doing you're being that character mm. and like joker for example he'll as he's fighting this little ha 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 appear above his head and he has his little gun and, and he does like a little uh pirouette almost afterwards it's very theatrical which is in keep with his mm. character and it's it's just it's really well realized i think I do like the sound of it. It's great. I'm really enjoying it. The other big thing that this game has, which no other Lego games have had previously, is a customizable character. Okay. So you're running around like you, looking like I you. I can do. So me and my daughter chose to create a character that is in a T-Rex costume, and she decided to name it T-Rex Girl. That's <laughs> G-R-R-L. That's good. she wants it to be a... Yeah. Um, so the customizer is insane. You You could spend hours and this is right at the start of the game you get this character that you can customize you can change the color of their skin you can change the the cut of the cut of their hair the color of their hair whether it swoops to the left to the right you can choose what powers they have whether those powers come out of their left hand or their right hand you can choose what trousers they have the top they have what um objects they carry with them it Hmm. is ridiculous yeah and then this character you have is then throughout the game it appears in cutscenes, and you play as the character in some levels but not in others and as you go through the levels 
you will then get powers. So I, I'm predicting by the end of the game, so I'm not I'm about halfway through the story mode. You'll be fully powered up. I imagine by the end of the game, this character will have all the powers that all the others... So it's like this, this big, incredible superhero. Hmm. So at the moment, roughly halfway through the plot, this T-Rex girl character that we created has got the ability to make itself bigger. And you've got this enormous Lego minifig that's stomped <laughs> around the levels, which is really fun. Yeah. Or she can shrink down to be like the size of a, a, an ant or whatever. Like you, your ant-man power, essentially. She's got heat vision and she's got uh, electricity so she can power up machines and things like that. I wonder, is that a better way of implementing the powers system than what they've been doing previously with separate characters? Well, see, you can, within the roster of characters, you can choose her at any point or you can choose other characters. I personally have been preferring to go for the other characters because I think by the end of the game, having this character that can do everything, I feel, will be a bit boring. I don't know if you remember with Lego Batman 2, for example, the point at which you unlocked Superman, for me, I was like, yeah, this game's... It lost any challenge because Superman could fly. And he couldn't he be had, killed, had could he? Heat. Exactly. He had the heat vision. He had this. It was like, well, that's that's it. It, was just, it just became a bit dull for me. We did say, though, that we're, nobody's playing these games for challenge, certainly no. at our age. I don't, I don't know. I, didn't, I don't remember disliking the Superman character at all, to be honest. It was just something I, I remember noting at the time and just thinking, been a bit, not disappointed, that's the wrong word, just a bit, mm, okay. So... I've said about the the story mode of this. It has also beyond the levels. It's got this this enormous open world hub where you can do whatever you want. And my daughter and I are both really enjoying just between levels, just exploring. There is so much to do in there. You've got side missions, characters that want you to do stuff. You've got collectibles within within that. There's things to find that are hidden to smash up. There's obviously all the studs dotted around everywhere. It's brilliant. And I'm quite enjoying that balance between doing the levels and then going back to the open world. It's obviously very GTA-esque, even to the point at which you can jump into any vehicles and take them over. Hmm. It even has a wanted rating system, which again ties into you being a villain. Yeah, it's, and It's GTA. just really fun. Cool, yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. That sounds... Do you remember... I don't remember whether it was Lego Batman 2 or 3, but you ended up going off-world and that flying... That was 3. That was 3, yeah. And you, yeah. you could go to different planets. Yes. And then there were little challenges on each of those planets that you needed to... Yeah. I really... The Green Lantern Worlds. Yes. Yeah, yeah it was. I, I really enjoyed that aspect yes, of that I did as well. So it sounds similar to, to this. And actually thinking about it, probably the this new Star Wars one that's coming out maybe took some cues from that yeah. perhaps well, again it's the exploration just just on a larger scale just here you go you can you can do what you want so within the open world hub whatever character you're playing as you can then change into another character from your your collection you've got so far you can buy characters if you unlock them so we've got to the point now we've started to unlock a few flying characters so raven from teen titans for example or sinestro from green lantern and they just fly around the map which which is great fun and then it's also oh. vehicles so you can open up this separate collection of vehicles and select which vehicle you want and as long as you can place it you then physically you see the lego bricks then fly in and you get to hear that iconic lego yeah. building noise and then this this vehicle appears in front clickety of clack. you yeah the clickety clack so my daughter's taken to making helicopters here there, and everywhere and then jumping in the helicopter then just flying around the map in the helicopter oh. and she's really enjoying that and that sounds it, fun it, it is really fun yeah. so while i'm still talking about the highs of this game before the couple of lows that I have come to. I'd mentioned the voice acting earlier. Yeah. Mark Hamill? Yep, of course, as the Joker. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was in Arkham Asylum. I was going to say he was the best thing about Arkham Asylum, oh, but Arkham yeah. Asylum is just is, is great from start Arkham to Arkham Asylum finish. is phenomenal. And yeah. I gave a copy of Arkham Asylum away this did week. Did you? Uh, because I had... Yeah. Did you want um, it? No. It's too late it's now. Now it's gone. <laughs> 
Have you not got it? No, I brought it off you. Did yeah. you? Oh, balls. Sorry. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, if I'd known that, I could have given you no. that. Because I had that and I had Arkham City from, an you know, a humble right. bundle. Because I already had them on the PlayStation. I had these codes just sitting around. So I gave them to somebody that was a bit down in the dumps. Well, I think that would be a, a so, great way uh, to, to go for that. Because, yeah. yeah. I remember playing that game and just being so impressed by Mark Hamill as the Joker. Yeah, yeah, great. But as you say, everything in that game was phenomenal. Yeah. Certainly at the time. I haven't been back to it, but I'd love to go back to Arkham Asylum particularly and see how well it's. I preferred that much more to City. I was a bit underwhelmed with City personally. Yes, so was I. I think we've had this conversation in between a, you and Possibly. I. It was just too... It took everything about Arkham, Arkham Asylum... Which was, was so tight. pushed, squeezed into that tiny little island, and it exploded the same amount over the over the whole city, and it took away that tightness. So we, ha- I've just been saying about enjoying exploration games. That is one I didn't enjoy as much because for exactly that reason. I thought Arkham Asylum was so focused that lost it for mm. me. Yeah. Anyway, so Mark Hamill's the Joker. You got Kevin Conroy as Batman, who I think voices Batman in, in most things. There is a significant amount of DLC available for this game that ties in with the most current DC films, such as Aquaman. There's a DLC pack based on the Batman animated series, or it's based on a, a oh. film of the Batman animated series. And Shazam, for the Shazam DLC, they got the guy who is Shazam in the film to do the voice of that, oh, right, which is okay. pretty impressive. Wow. Yeah. John Barrowman is in it. Right. Who's oh, he? Oh, he is a... Oh, I can't remember the name of the character. He's, he's basically Hawkeye. He's an, an archer type character. Right. There's 88 voices, voice artists credited on, on IMDb. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the next one's a good one. Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Who's he? The voices are... Oh, off the top of my head, I can't remember. He doesn't voice many characters. That's right. But he is in there. No, but you know him if you hear Yeah, him. oh, definitely. Such an uh, iconic voice. Do you do you watch um do you watch last week tonight with John Oliver? No. Right. So every time I don't know if you know about the obscure rule as to what is allowed to be shown from the Houses of Parliament in the UK, but basically you can't use Houses of Parliament footage. Yeah. And whenever he's talking about the UK and he has to use Houses of Parliament footage, he can show it in the other countries, but the UK gets a special version of the show. And it's usually Gilbert Gottfried, Gottfried reading something totally inane, like bland <laughs> as anything in his, you know, in, in Gilbert Gottfried's voice, because it's Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, and it's it's minutes and minutes and minutes on end of him just reading just <laughs> something really nasty. Just to clarify for anyone who is not familiar with Gilbert Gottfried, he's the voice of Iago in Aladdin. Yeah. And he can really put on this horrible voice yeah. <laughs> when he wants. Like his voice, I don't think his voice is, well, like nasty no, at all. No, I don't. I think it's just, it, it's so engaging to listen to, I think. Yeah, but when he wants to, he can really put on this like croaky draw right. that gets under your skin, gets in your bones. Did you ever see Life Animated? There's nope. a documentary about a, a lad about 16, 17 with either Asperger's or autism, which I know Asperger's isn't is a form of autism. And he it was about him leaving his parents' home and going to university and living by himself and gaining his independence. But he was mm. obsessed with Disney films. That was that was what his oh. his thing was when he went to university he i think he started a disney society and they surprised yeah. him by getting gilbert godfrey to go and visit him and the the wow. guy was you know so overcome with emotion and gilbert godfrey just seemed so nice it was it was heartwarming yeah. it was it was a lovely documentary i highly recommend it if you ever get life animated mm. okay i'll i'll have a look so you said that you've got some downsides to this Can game I finish off my, my list Oh, is there well, a, two, well, is there more good sides? Two more. So Tara Strong is Harley Quinn, and she does a brilliant Harley Quinn. Oh yeah. And finally, Nolan mm. North, of course. 
Oh yeah, Nolan North. Because it, every because game. it's a game. Anyway, so the downsides. Yeah. Now, the Lego games have been riddled with bugs ever since they came out, quite notoriously. Not that they've ever bothered so me. So I've had playing this... I've played this over the last week. I've played it for 15 hours and I'm 18% of the way through the game, just to give you a, a sense of the scale of the game. Yeah, sense of the scale. Admittedly, I'm playing this game in two-player mode on the Switch, which is the most powerful console anyway. So in those 15 hours, I've had two crashes where I've had to restart the whole game where it's just kicked me out right and there was one level where i had to reset the restart the whole level because it was in the middle of a boss fight at the end of the level i started building something i needed for the boss and during the building where your characters are making the pieces together an enemy attacked me and my character came out of the animation for building the thing and then all the pieces just disappeared so i couldn't finish the boss fight because all the pieces are gone mm. so i had to restart the whole level which was quite annoying i just wanted to know that it's not not great we're usually playing in the evening. If it crashes, it's time for right. bed. So that's, it's like a, good rule. it's like a little. Are you going to go to bed now? <laughs> and then the other thing I've noticed is a lot of the voiceovers seem very echoey. Like the people have recorded them, I don't know, in oh. a cave or something. Mm, that's interesting. There are some times, you know, that where you're in a level and actually level is in a cave and that suits. But there have been times I've noticed in laboratories and stuff like that where the voices just sound really echoey and it's just quite jarring. Don't know why that is, but again, it's for me, it takes me out of it somewhat. Yeah, too are they are they too much to overcome, or are they just like a part and parcel? I don't of... know. You'd, you'd think with a game, you know, with this level of this this pedigree of voice behind it, and this this amount of money being thrown at it, I, I actually yeah, that's what I was just thinking about actually, the money. Yeah. I forgot to say this at the start of it. Developed by Traveller's Tales, uh, yeah. created by our friends John Burton from Mickey's Mania back in episode what fourteen yeah. thirteen. Just what I just wanted to mention that just to circumvent back around to, to that. What do you mean fourteen thirteen? Episode fourteen or thirteen when we discussed Mickey Mania. Oh right, yeah, yeah. John Burton. Mr. Hartbat to into a callback. Anyway, so that's that's Lego DC Supervillains. Yep. Who's it everyone. for? Everyone. Anyone? Everyone. I agree with your point that maybe you know people in their thirties you might feel a bit self conscious playing it, but it, it, it's so much fun, and you know it's it's just they're just fun i can think of a couple of people that i just wouldn't recommend it to but they are very uh straight laced i think it's easy to dismiss these games big be- because yeah. of the style of game because they're into children because of the the nature of the gameplay and so on but i would recommend yeah. it i picked this up for the switch over christmas when it had 75 percent off i think it was yeah at, at one point and i thought young yeah, guys get that it was down to 16 pounds so normally i think it's about 50 pounds oh. Bloody hell. Um, yeah, no, I won't pay no, £50 pound for any Lego games, to be honest. However, since buying it at Christmas when it was £16, it has come down. It ha- I have noticed it in subsequent sales, so I think it is one of those games on the Switch that does yo-yo in and out. So right. at that price... If you've got any other console as well, you'll be able to pick these up for probably some like 10 quid, yeah, 15 definitely. quid. I wouldn't be surprised. I've, I've, we usually There are only a few exceptions with the Lego games where we've bought them when they've come out, but generally we'll wait until they come yeah. down into the teens and then grab them there yeah. so yeah that's what i'd recommend wait so that's my recommendation that's what's been getting me through this last couple of weeks of uh of terrible lockdown terrible lockdown yeah. okay all right that's it then so, that's uh, us. I, hope, I hope you've enjoyed listening to us obviously usual end of episode chat uh waffle come join us on social media we've got facebook we've got twitter we've now got our instagram we've got our youtube channel we've got all sorts of stuff going on all sorts of buns in the oven come check out those buns and give, give them a <laughs> fondle oh dear i always forget to do that bit so thank you for doing that thank you for for uh recommending the game it sounds good i'm sure i'll get around to playing it at some point and i'll see you for the next episode Bye. bye
This Gameware is a Specky 2 Guys production. Music for the episode is provided under Creative Commons license by Stevia Sphere from the album Cell Division, which can be found at steviasphere.bandcamp.com. <laughs>